0: This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. But I want to start off with what is very much the biggest Alberta story in the news this week, and that is Derek Phil the Alberta MLA and Wild Rose, former Wild Rose MLA and now former UCP MLA taking a step back. Still in MLA, but he is now out of the UCP caucus at his own doing. Now, the interim leader of the party has said that there's a road back in. It's not a a permanent expulsion. In fact, Derek Fildebrandt was the one that took the step back himself. But this comes after a slew of bad news stories, or at least challenging news stories for Derek. Now, the first one, of course, was uh, the admission and the, the revelation that Airbnb was a platform that he was using with his Edmonton condo, which was subsidized, of course, by taxpayers. Then there was the meal expense story where about $190 of meals were uh, billed, even though he was getting a per diem for the day those meals were enjoyed. And lastly, we have, of course, the report uh, last night that came out via CBC and the Edmonton Journal, I believe, uh, really accusing it was an alleged uh, hit and run, is how it was presented, but in actuality, this is before the courts right now, and it was a a case where he allegedly uh, bumped into an neighbor's parked van and, and then drove off so these these when coming in rapid succession become very difficult and how do you get ahead when you're playing catch-up to stories that keep breaking that's one of the big questions here i want to bring into the show here professor Dwayne bratt who is a professor of political science and also chair of the department of economics justice and policy studies at mount royal university uh, professor bratt it's great to have you on the show thanks very much for joining me today Oh, sorry, we're having our uh, issue with our uh, phone system there. We'll get that sorted out right now. Professor, do we have you on the line now? Yeah, I'm still here. Good, good. Thanks very much for your time today. So when we talk about expense scandals, the one thing that I've learned in the last couple of years is that it's not really the dollar value that seems to decide how seriously something is treated. It's the circumstances surrounding it. I mean, the Bevota $16 orange juice comes to mind here. Is that what you see at play here as well? Oh, absolutely.
1: And in fact, I would say it's even stronger in this case because of who Derek Fildebrand was and what his political brand was, uh, particularly when he was with the uh, Canadian Taxpayers Federation, where he would regularly hold politicians' feet to the fire over these types of things. Um, and now it looks like he's doing very much the same thing that he used to criticise.
0: When we look at it, though, I mean, the volume of it seems to almost muddy the individual cases. I even looked at some of the news stories about the alleged uh, parking lot incident this week, and they all reference the expense things. Are we talking about different things here, or does it all have to be dealt with under one umbrella?
1: there are multiple things if it was just the meals and and the the double billing around uh claiming a per diem as well as as expensing it you know given the the dollar amount given just how often people file expenses i would i would give him a pass on that i'm not sure others would but but i would but it was the airbnb that i think was was so strong um because of the way he responded when he was confronted with this um, that evening with the reporter he just says I did nothing wrong it's not against the rules and then he had a night to sleep on it and think about it and he put out a statement and he continued that path the dollar amount was low it wasn't against the rules he's a, he's a young guy and this is the way they behave they you know they use uber they use twitter they use facebook and they use airbnb and then he took shots at brian jean said this was a smear campaign from brian jean and and then he kind of dug in a bit on the on the ndp as well until he finally said, "I'm stepping down as as critic, I'm going on holidays, I'll see you later." So I don't think it was just the Airbnb. It was the way he responded to it. And then you had the subsequent story, and then the subsequent story. And in your in your opening, there was one more item that came out last night in the Edmonton Journal. And that was prior to his apartment that he subletted to Airbnb. He also shared an apartment with another Wild Rose MLA, Jason Nixon, and they both claimed similar expenses for it. So I think there's, there's, there's even another story here. So uh, I think it's the package as a whole, but the big, the first one, the most important one was subletting the apartment.
0: The ultimate irony of the situation is that that's now the one that people are talking about the least, just given, I don't know, if it's short attention spans or people liking the more salacious nature of a case before the courts. But you're saying that's that's the big one.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was described as a hit-and-run, which technically it is. But when you hear hit-and-run, you think he hits somebody on the road and just kept driving away or was in an accident. You know, it's possible with a, with a big truck that he drives. He may not even been aware of who he hit, uh, of the parked vehicle. Um, so, yes, that is bad. That's why he's before the courts. But I think the, the Airbnb is more damaging because it goes directly at his political brand.
0: But I guess the big question is his statement that came out when he quit the caucus, acknowledging he's a flawed man. He talked about administrative errors for the double billing. I mean, is this... This this seems genuine for a guy that we often see as being very out there, very much uh, proud of the things he's standing for, and always willing to to really shoot down critics and whatnot. Uh, This sounds like someone who's prepared to actually say, yeah, I want to work on all of these things.
1: Possibly. That that would be one way of reading it The other is he's still out of the country, as far as we know. It was a written statement. We don't know if he wrote it, if he was advised to write it by members of the UCP. And it was in stark contrast to what his initial response was and his initial statement the day later. And they seem to be in in conflict there. So it is possible that with a week of of contrition and and thinking about it, um, he is more apologetic. We don't really know until I. I see his face, you know, and and to see his body language and to see how he responds to to questions. But it's possible that that that's the way he's viewing it. I'm not so sure based on how his his initial response is. And I will also say there's a hell of a lot of politics going on here as well, because it's in the middle of the UCP leadership race. And Derek Fildebrand is not... Um, a minor character, a minor player in this. And so I think he's caught in the middle of a, of a proxy war as well between the Brian Jean camp and the, uh, the Jason Kenny camp.
0: I'm glad you brought that up, because that seems like one of the big issues here. We're talking about a party that is in transition, we're talking about a party that has political enemies in its midst, and obviously, as a very outspoken yeah. member of this caucus, he has his own enemies. Yeah,
1: and, and part of it is is Derek himself. So, uh, it was only a week ago where there were rumors that he was going to run for the leadership himself. Then he holds a press conference and says, um, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Um, I I'm going to remain neutral, and then spent the rest of the time attacking Brian Jean. So there are four candidates in there, but there are two big front runners. And if you say you're neutral, I'm not supporting Jason Kenny, but then you go after Kenny's biggest opponent, that looks like you're you're playing as a surrogate. And so his initial response when he was hit with the story is he goes, that's Brian Jean's camp. And maybe it is. Maybe the, the people around Brian Jean have been the ones leaking this information to the journal over the last week. It doesn't mean that they're not true. But it, it's it's the airing out of, of uh, p- party uh, dirty laundry. And, you know, that's, that's politics at its highest level here.
0: Yeah, but we're talking about this happening within a party, which is, I think, particularly yeah. problematic, especially as when you know there are stories that are so separate that are coming out in rapid succession. I don't think it takes a rocket scientist to at least put forward the idea that there is someone that's feeding this out.
1: Oh, uh, absolutely. I, I, I'm not denying that. And in fact, I, I believe it's the same thing. Um, and, and I'm sure Derek thinks it's the same thing. Um, that again, it doesn't mean it's not true, though. So even though they're leaking out damaging information, no one has come out and said, well, the hit and run never happened, or the expenses around the meals never happened, or I didn't rent the, the sublet the apartment on Airbnb. Those are all true. Um, but yes, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that we're seeing this going one after the other, uh, days after Bilderberg publicly went after Brian Jean.
0: Joining me on the line is Professor Dwayne Bratt, professor of political science and chair of the department of economics, justice, and policy studies at Mount Royal University. Professor Bratt, thanks so much for joining me today. Great to speak with you.
1: Okay, you're welcome, Andrew.
0: All right, all the best. Have to take a break here. I want to talk about this on the other side because I think a lot. A lot of perspective is needed. And I'm a, I'm being accused right now. I'm looking at the text of being a, an NDP shill for talking about it. Look, I'd be stupid to not talk about this. This is an Alberta show about Alberta topics. And this is a big Alberta story. Talking about the issue does not make me anything other than someone prepared to have these dialogues. And let's face it, it does raise questions. It raises questions about the rules and whether the rules themselves need to change. And I think that's the biggest thing. And I think there's where the opportunity comes in this we'll talk about this on the other side of the break and take your calls as well 403-974-8255 403-974-8255 andrew lawton in for rob here on afternoons on news talk 770 afternoons with rob Breckenridge starting at twelve thirty on news talk 770 calgary